You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, and Brenthurst Wealth has been voted South Africa's top boutique wealth manager 2023, and many years previously as well. With me today is Aidan Freswick who is from Brentos Wealth in the Western Cape, the battered Western Cape. The stock market's getting a little bit battered, but is this the time with rising interest rates, Aidan, to be looking at money market investments? Or is, well, we'll come to what we should be doing later on, but that's what a lot of people are doing. They're saying rates are rising. Let's put our money in something which is considered to be safe. Good afternoon, Lindsay, and thank you very much for having me on your show today. Pleasure. You know, it's, it's quite interesting because I have these conversations with clients um, almost on a weekly basis. And, um, you know, to your point, I mean, the stock market is, uh, you've seen a bit of a pullback in the stock market. And I've also seen that a lot of clients and investors are actually sitting in cash. Um, and the latest figures that actually were published by 91 last week um, was that there's about 5 trillion rand sitting in cash. And those are investors that are invested either in fixed deposits or money markets. And um, due to the fact that there's a lot of volatility happening in the markets, uh, you know, it's, it just makes sense for some very conservative investors to sort of de-risk their portfolios and, uh, you know, just sit in cash. However, you know, uh, it does sort of, uh, you know, put it, put some scenarios together where we need to be asking ourselves, you know, is it beneficial uh, and where does money market actually sit in a portfolio? Is it suitable for a long-term investor or is it just sort of a mechanism for parking off? And I think we can discuss those points today um, because I think there's, uh, there is a place for money market, but certainly for long-term investors, uh, they need to actually start considering alternatives. Yes, indeed. I mean, your um, article, your excellent article that appeared on a well-known website in South Africa, uh, one of the first uh, questions that you ask is, is my capital safe from rising inflation? And inflation has been rising, not as badly, I must say, as many so-called developed world uh, countries, but it is rising. Uh, so give us some examples. Has the money market beaten inflation? Is your money safe from inflation by going into the money market? You know, Lindsay, you're absolutely correct. In terms of the South African inflation numbers, it's not as as uh, as bad as, you know, developed markets that we've, that we've been seeing out there. And, um, you know, in South Africa's inflation is sort of, sort of under control for now. Um, but when it comes to, uh, you know, looking at the, the rising cost of living from the point of rising gas prices and fuel and electricity and so forth, and the list goes on. I mean, one needs to sort of, uh, you know, start measuring inflation against the performance of investments. And when, and because we're talking about money market today, you know, if we have a look at inflation numbers versus the returns of money market, although, you know, interest rates are, are high at the moment. In fact, interest rates are at the highest levels over the last 10 years. Um, you know, one needs to actually factor in the inflationary as aspect of those returns. And sometimes it becomes unfavorable because, you know, although um, money market returns are predictable because it's linked to interest, um, you know, we need to, we need to, of course, measure that and, and look at what the impact of inflation actually is. And when you have a look at the numbers, you'll find that money market doesn't really give you the opportunity to beat inflation. Um, at, at a suitable level, especially if, you, if you're sitting in money market for at least um, more than 24 months, you'll, you'll actually find that um, if you measure 
what you are returning in terms of interest on money market and versus inflation, you'll, you'll pretty find pretty much find that uh, inflation em- erodes that, that purchasing power as well as the returns. Um, Lindsay, and, and another thing that's, that's also something to consider is the after-tax effects. Ah, here we and go. I think that's quite so taxation is, is, is a factor here as well, not just inflation, but taxation on top of that. Absolutely, and for especially for high taxpayers. So, if you are, uh, you know, fortunate enough to be a very high income earner in South Africa, you, you're probably paying about 45% income tax. And although there is a small little bit of relief um, in terms of, you know, what SARS provides as an exemption for interest income, um, anything over and above that will be taxed at 45%. So, if you are a high income and high taxpayer. It makes the returns on money markets more unfavorable because obviously anything over and above, um, you know, your, your annual interest exemption is going to be taxed at 45%. So that sort of poses a, a scenario where you have to consider, you know, is it worthwhile sitting in, in money market in terms of um, trying to achieve sort of real returns from an inflationary point of view as well as taxation? Or is it unfavorable from those points once you start you know, quantifying those aspects, you, you'll pretty much be surprised to see how, firstly, inflation erodes and eats into the actual returns of money market. And then secondly, taxation, and especially for the higher taxpayers out there. That's a staggering figure that you quoted from the uh, asset management company, 91. Five trillion in cash. Is that lazy cash or is that just people putting it there for a little while because they're waiting for uh, other investments to come to fruition and they're, then they're going to put it in there? How does it work? Because that's an awful lot of money, I would say, wouldn't you? And you say that, especially when you consider that you say here money market returns have beat inflation by just less than 1%, which is tiny. Exactly. So, you know, it could be a combination of a couple of things. So firstly, it's it's those investors that are sitting on the sidelines waiting for, you know, potentially, in, in, you know, interest rates to come down. And then only they want to make the decision of moving money into the stock markets, for example. But on the other hand, it could also be uh, investors that are maybe not well as well informed as, as an actual financial advisor. So they're not quite too sure what to do. And that's where we can sort of, you know, uh, add real value and help these investors that are sitting in, in, in cash deposits. And we call it lazy deposits because it's not really doing anything. And sometimes um, this figure that was quoted by 91 could even be sitting in current account, not even earning interest at all. So those investors need to, of course, consider alternatives. If you're not even in a money market structure, there's so many alternatives out there. And you know the smart money that we've been seeing are actually slowly buying into the stock market because what happens is at the end of the day, the interest rate cycle should, it needs to be phased out at some point. Uh, And at some point, the interest rates will in fact decrease. Um, And in South Africa, it might not be necessarily an an inflationary scenario that can cause that, but many other factors. So, but the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that at some point, Interest rates will come down, both in South Africa and globally. Yes. And then at some point, you know, the money needs to go into the stock market again. Um, and I think investors need to sort of consider going into the stock market when there's a little bit of a pullback, sort of phase in uh, if you don't want to take a full risk on approach, potentially just phase into the market as well. You uh, give me another couple of stats. Give us another couple of stats. You say that South African equities have beaten inflation by just over 4%. 
and global equities have outperformed inflation by just under 10%. So, I mean, it's a compelling argument not to be in the money market. Although, I would also say that it wasn't that long ago that the S&P 500, which is what I look at, I don't particularly look at the MSCI, maybe I'm incorrect, but anyway, the S&P 500 was above 4,600 not that long ago. It's now 4,350-odd as we pre-record this, this podcast. So it's come down. Is this the time to be contrarian? I look at the South African 10-year bond yield at uh, 10.77%. Is it now the time to say, okay, yields are close to 11% and there's an inverse relationship between bond prices and yields? Maybe we should be buying some bonds now because, as you quite rightly said, it's inevitable, I think. There's no such thing in financial markets, but I think it's inevitable, as you do, that interest rates will eventually start to come down and bond prices will start to rise and so will equities. Time to be contrarian was the um, long-winded question. I think so, Lindsay, and I think one needs to also have a you know a diversified approach when it comes to alternatives to money markets, and not necessarily just bonds. Although the yield is a lot a lot higher than money markets, and uh, you know one needs to have equity exposure uh, in your portfolio because uh, equities will give you the best chance of beating inflation. And as financial advisors that need to protect um, clients' nest eggs and you know pretty much life savings we need to make sure that firstly inflation does not actually erode the purchasing power especially over any five seven or ten year rolling period and that's very important and although you can have bonds as an asset class as a alternative asset class one needs to also factor the after-tax implications of bond yields as well because that's also taxed you know at your marginal tax rate after the exemptions are applied so you know the point i'm trying to make is that for longer term investors the alternative should be a healthy allocation into equities and you know the the article is available on MoneyWeb. We have pretty much had had a look at the uh, performance of global equities, South African equities and money market over a five-year period. And I use five years because it sort of gives you a fair understanding of, of, of the historical returns, which also factors in the pullback of last year's financial market um, downturn and just gives you a fair understanding of a medium to long-term investor, you know, what you can potentially expect going forward. Um, in terms of diversifying your portfolio out of money market and looking at alternatives alternatives such as South African equities and global equities. And of course, global equities was sort of the top performing asset class over a five-year period, including the uh, the recent pullback of last year's um, sort of meltdown, so, so to call it. Um, so I think one needs to sort of make sure that firstly, you are diversifying um, and, and of course, when it comes to making these informed decisions, it will be best to consult with a professional advisor because we can unpack many, many of the uncertainties and complexities of financial markets, which I think is very, very important. It is important. And that right at the end of the article on MoneyWeb, you say research by global company Vanguard, a giant in the financial services industry, has found, you say, that using professional advice has proved to be beneficial over time. Do people, this is my final question here. Aiden, do people 
take your advice. Or there are certain people that are resistant. They're saying, no, listen, I don't like the um, global stock markets at the moment. They're under pressure. Inflation is still a little bit sticky, as they say. Uh, interest rates, again, according to Jay Powell of the US Federal Reserve, inflation, uh, interest rates are going to stay higher for, for longer. So I'm going to sit it out. And so therefore, they are sort of immune to your contrarian philosophy. You know, that, that's a very, very good question, Lindsay. And, you know, sometimes the advice is not always accepted immediately. But once you sort of, you know, have a, a second or third or fourth follow-up conversation, you know, they start realizing that advice is not only about the performance of your portfolio. It takes you to so many other aspects, you know, like legacy planning, estate planning, taxation, making sure that there's generational wealth created. So there's there's so many aspects of a good and sound financial plan that it's not only about where to invest money at a, at a specific time, but of course making sure that the suitable in the, the suitable investment product is firstly selected to make sure that all the client's needs are met. So sometimes the initial conversation will always start start off about performance, and South African equity market is under pressure as well, not delivering although it's cheap. Um, how long do investors sort of wait out to get some performance? Global equity markets under pressure, uh, you know, fiscal quantitative tightening happening at the moment. And, um, you know, all of these, all of these things uh, globally affecting the global economy um, sometimes is not always, um, it's not always uh, the be all and end all. Uh, it's more about holistic financial plan. And once those value adds get sort of emphasized, then it becomes a much easier conversation than then more than likely the advice is accepted. Aidan, thank you very much for your insight. Aidan Freswick is from Brentos Wealth in the Western Cape, and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentos Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.